Hi friends and welcome to another episode of the Oakham Church Podcast. We're in this series where we're looking at this one weird Hebrew word, chesed, and seeing that even though it is one word, it's way more than just one word. And in an attempt to try and kind of pin it down and and and, and sum it up and, and get our arms around it and get our heads around it, we come up with all these other phrases and pictures and images and English words to try and sum up this one word and never quite does it justice. But if we take all of these words as a whole, I think that will help us to kind of get an idea and get a handle on this idea of chesed. So we've seen that chesed is is love, it's mercy, it's compassion, it's this old-fashioned sounding word, steadfast love, it's commitment, it's loyal love, it's covenantal love, it's loving kindness. We saw the, the, the word and the theme itself in the Hebrew Bible can be broken up into two. So chesed is used 75% of the time to talk about God. Talk about who God is and what God does, what God's like. And then for the other 25%, it's about people's chesed for other people. In fact, we can break that that 25% down even more because you can see actually that people reflecting that chesed back to God in acts of worship, as well as people refracting out that chesed to others around them in acts of service. Throughout this series, we've explored the the Hebrew Bible's examples of, of God's chesed. We've explored the Hebrew Bible's examples of other people's or other characters' chesed towards each other. And then we looked at New, New, Testament, New Testament examples of Jesus' chesed towards people. Today, we're going to look that next little step out at the early church. As we saw last episode, even though chesed is a Hebrew word and it doesn't appear in the New Testament, there is evidence of its influence on the people. And that's really clear and obvious the further through the New Testament you go. We saw how Jesus looks back to the Hebrew Bible's use of chesed to instruct his own words and his own actions in his life. And then points forwards using chesed as a, as a way to show how his followers need to act and behave in the world, here and now, but also in the future. Summed up perfectly in the Gospels, in those two laws that are uh, of most utmost importance. To love God, that's our worship, and to love others, that's our service. And both of those can be summed up in this word, chesed. In the book of Acts, which is basically the story of the early church, these first Jesus-following communities displayed chesed through various words and actions. This is probably best summed up in Acts chapter 2. What's just happened is we've just had the first Pentecost. We first had this this falling of Holy Spirit, this empowering and this this birthplace of the, the church as we know it now. And then following hot on the heels of that, uh, we have this beautiful kind of summarisation of, of how that community and how that group of Jesus followers kind of acted and behaved in the world. So here it says, Acts chapter 2, starting in verse 42. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship and to the breaking of bread and to prayer. 
Everyone was filled with awe as many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread together in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favour of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. Here we have this perfect New Testament example of this community that's sharing. They're sharing their possessions. They're sharing their property. They're sharing their table and their meals as they eat together and break bread with one another. And not just done um, kind of out of obligation, not just done to pay lip service, not just done because through gritted teeth, Jesus said, this is what we're supposed to do, so I suppose we'd better get on with it. But no, with glad and sincere hearts. This is done genuinely and authentically, as well as helping those in need. This is chesed. This kind of communal sharing reflects this essence and this image of chesed. Emphasises things like generosity and mutual support and commitment to, to one another's well-being. Now, as well as these kind of sweeping blanket statements that we have, particularly in Acts, we also find that there are individual examples of this chesed-shaped life as well. Within Acts itself, but also peppered throughout the um, apostles' uh, letters towards the end of the New Testament as well. Kind of like drop like breadcrumbs and clues that we can follow and they lead us back into the Gospels and to the life and the actions of Jesus, which then leads us back into the, the Hebrew Bible and this idea of hesed in the first place. But also then, just like Jesus does, drawing us forwards and, and, and making us ask, okay, well, if this is how it was done then, what does that mean for me and my community here and now? So these are one of those examples. Could We could spend literally hours pulling out all of these examples but for time's sake I'll just uh, give you one Acts chapter 9 starting in verse 36 says this in Joppa there was a disciple named, named Tabitha in Greek her name is Dorcas she was always doing good and helping the poor about that time she became ill and died her body was washed and placed in an upstairs room Lydda was near Joppa So when the disciples heard that Peter was in Lydda, they sent two men to him and urged him, please come at once. Peter went with them, and when he arrived, he was taken upstairs to the room. All the widows stood around him, crying and showing him the robes and the other clothing that Dorcas had made while she was still with them. Peter sent them all out of the room. Then he got down on his knees and prayed. Turning towards the dead woman, he said, Tabitha, get up. She opened her eyes, and seeing Peter, she sat up. He took her by the hand and helped her to her feet. Then he called for the believers, especially the widows, and presented her to them alive. This became known all over Joppa, and many people believed in the Lord. So here we meet this woman, uh, very short-lived, 
pardon the pun, uh, within this section of the story. This woman named Tabitha, or, or Dorcas, we're told in Greek. I prefer Tabitha, if I'm honest. Uh, but she is described as being um, well-known um, within her community for, for acts of, of kindness and charity. You could read there, Chesed. Her life exemplified Chesed, as she devoted herself to, to helping others through generosity, through hospitality, and through support. We're even given that little detail that she provided these, this special kind of care for widows, who were some of the, the most vulnerable people within that community. The early church's commitment to, to selfless love and to compassion not only mirrored back that Hebrew concept of chesed from the past, but it echoes the words and the actions and the teachings of Jesus himself and speaks boldly into their world and for the future. So we're seeing chesed on every single page because it's who God is and it's what God does. So friends, I'll I'll leave you with that thought now. If that was then, what now? What would it look like? If we lived these kind of chesed-shaped lives, if we formed these kinds of chesed-shaped communities, not just in our churches, but in our homes and in our workplaces, that we could be these kinds of people in the world, that as Jesus talked about, we could be the salt, we could be the light, we could be the, the chesed pointing to the ultimate chesed in our lives here and now. What would that look like? Grace and peace.